0: Hey, what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Grace, and you are listening to The Remedy. What's good? What's good, my friends? We are back again for another week of goodness. (laughs) What's good? Wow. My gosh, is there so much going on? It's like every day you wake up and it's like, what? What's going to be happening today? Things just seem to be rolling along. Am I right? wow, wow, wow. Anyway, have you guys seen or watched that series called Stranger Things? Are you familiar with this series? Listen, if you have never watched this series, I'm not really going to get into like spoiler alerts or go through the whole, you know, series and all that kind of stuff, because I'm not here to promote that series at all. But I am going to be referencing that series. And um because it's huge right now. I mean, it is like, So many people are absolutely obsessed with the series. And I will say I've watched it and there's some really, really otherworldly crazy stuff that's in that series that, well, uh, honestly, there's some real world ties to what they're talking about in this series, not only for people like me who were, you know, kids in the 80s. Um, or young kids in the 80s and the the 90s, but a lot of what they show in that, oh my gosh, it's like total throwback for me. I'm just like, yo, that's a lot what it was like when I was growing up. Uh, boy, is this a nod to us Gen Xers, the music and the clothes and going to the mall and just, you know, all this kind of stuff. But, but, but in the series, there's been a shift. There's been a shift in, the The world in the universe, and there is an alternate universe, an alternate world, and it's called the upside down and and the upside down is an exact mirror of the world that they know, but it's gone dark, very, very dark. They have this face sucking demon that is the enemy of of the world, the upside down world that torments those of them who get caught in the upside down and theirs is called a demigorgon. But um, anyway, you know, it's, it's some weird stuff that show, but with CERN opening this week, (laughs) and if you're not familiar with CERN, CERN is uh, a Hadron collider that was opened many years ago. It was actually shut down, I think in 2012. And then it's been reopened again, but, um, Um, The purpose of the Hadron Collider is to basically connect with other worlds, uh, connect with other universes or other dimensions, if you will. But in this series, we have a portal being opened by some demented scientist who took kids and messed with their brains anyway, messing messing with their minds um, And, you know, the power of all that together opened up another portal, another dimension that's in this series. And I'm not going to go into the fake series and what the series is all about. But I do want to kind of read to you a little bit because based on and in light of CERN and what's going on in our world today, where doesn't it feel like to you that we are living in the upside down right now? Where right is being called wrong, and you're going, Wait a second. I mean, you can't possibly be calling this wrong. This is right. The sky is blue. And they're like, No, the sky is red. And you're like, No, I'm clearly looking at a blue sky. What are you talking about, red? And right is being called wrong, and wrong is being celebrated as what's right. And if you are standing up, speaking out for truth, (laughs) oh my gosh. It's like you're the one who has two heads. You're the one who's crazy. But you're literally like living in this world that all of a sudden things changed. Or maybe it wasn't all of a sudden. Maybe it was over time. But what's interesting is that this series, Stranger Things, which has become so, I mean, it's like award winning. And I won't even go into, you know, all of the symbolism and stuff like that. But I want to just talk to you about real stuff. So did you know that there were actual CIA experiments that they based the series off of and that top secret documents actually were released? And some of this series was actually based on real life events and the main character Eleven and being part of an experiment where they take the mothers and they take their children and they... Mess with their minds to the point of being able to use them for mind bending experiments, that's real. And that has been completely, you know, people, are, oh, that's conspiracy theory, Sarah. No, it's not theory. Yo, just because you are uninformed doesn't make it not true. They've literally released the top secret documents, and people who were part of the experiment have come out and spoken. So, you know, there are many rabbit holes for people to dive down and learn information, (laughs) but it doesn't make it not true if you haven't learned the information. So anyway, I digress. So anyway, real life CIA experiments, MKUltra, you may have heard that, but that is a drug induced mind bending experiment that initially they did it to willing subjects who volunteered, but when the volunteers got less and less, they started, well, essentially playing it out onto our soldiers. And there's a whole thing about Jacob's ladder, you've you've heard about that, where they uh, took drugs and, and uh, messed with where the government took drugs and put it, it fed them to soldiers without their knowledge or consent, and messed with their minds to see what it would do to them in battle. I mean, just like, Totally insane stuff. And this is real. Okay, this is real. <laughs> this isn't some cr- crazy conspiracy theory, but I promise you it's a conspiracy <laughs> by some people against the um, the people of this world. But anyway, back to Stranger Things. I mean, we can go down a huge rabbit hole of MKUltra and what happens with that. But if we get back to Stranger Things and that on the show, the main character, Eleven, her mother was actually mk ultra and she was an mk ultra test subject this is part of the series and and this has really happened in the in the top secret documents right and so then they have children um and and those children that were born to the mk ultra subjects were then also born into this experiment where they used mind control techniques in hopes of giving america an advantage against russia in the cold war i mean Yes, really, these details were released in top secret documents many years later, they don't use that technique now, or do they? Um, But usually when they're when they release top secret documents, it's because they're no longer using that technology anymore, because they're using something far more sinister. Um, But anyway, so but what started the the series um, was that the creators of this series came across this one particular line of research. And this particular line of research was called the Montauk Project. And in fact, Stranger Things was even going to be called Montauk at one point instead of Stranger Things. So according to the Montauk Project, in Montauk, New York, during the 80s, there was some questionable experiments that were being conducted. And a man named Alfred Bielek, who apparently was involved, was suggesting that these experiments actually opened a hole in hyperspace between Montauk in 1983 and the year 1943, which he alleges then threatened to, quote, engulf part of the planet. (laughs) I mean, this is like, this is totally science fiction. Like, is this really happening? But this really happened. This is really something that you can look up and that the creators of Stranger Things actually based Stranger Things off of the Montauk Project. I mean, that's just completely wild, but it's easy to then see the parallels between this event and then the series Stranger Things. You can actually read about it. There's a book written about it called The Montauk Project Experiments in Time, which then goes into much more detail than I am here. But what's interesting is that just like in the series with the main character Eleven, the person who is loosely based, Eleven is loosely based off of Duncan, supposedly brought a monster back into our world that they refer to as the Beast, which was an alien creature which appeared after he and the other colleagues decided, quote, that they'd had enough of the whole experiment. And at that moment that they decided that they were going to shut down the experiment, Duncan let loose this monster from his subconscious, which it could only be defeated once all the equipment had been de- destroyed. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like the series, right? You know, except they call the monster, not the beast, but the demigorgon, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's kind of crazy uh, that, you know, when w- when you watch this series that you're like, whoa, this is awesome sci-fi. But then, yikes, <laughs> when you realize that it's... Uh, like watching uh is this i mean stranger things a documentary (laughs) just kidding but also like what not really (laughs) weird anyway so what's new in the world this week you guys i mean the third hadron collider was fired up i mean that's totally serious (laughs) so you know then then the question becomes why was it fired up again this week and i know what they tell you you know on the news that oh we're just you know trying to find, you know, energy. And we're just, we're just trying to see what'll happen if particles collide. I mean, like, you know, that's not something to just mess around with if you don't know what it does. But of course, they know what it does. They've already done this before. And they, you know, they know, they know what they're, they know what they're doing. We just, we don't know what they're doing. But anyway, gosh. (laughs) Wow. And then on top of all of that, I mean, as if that wasn't enough. We have school board members in Washington state uh, openly admitting that they want to teach kids like nine-year-old kids about sexual pleasure, how to pleasure themselves, and they want to do it at their own sex shop. <laughs> oh my gosh, West Coast, what are, you, what are you doing, man? Turn to Jesus, turn to Jesus in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Be free from that garbage. Anyway, it's just, it's just so shocking. It's like, this can't possibly be real. Yeah, it's real. (laughs) And then in Oregon, I mean, we've got classrooms full of, you know, gay pride and, you know, every fake upside down world virtue signaling that you can possibly imagine, except for actually teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic to our children because they've removed that and the standards for actually learning things that are helpful in life, and instead they're fooling them full of propaganda, which is just totally, just totally wild. I mean, it is the upside down. These classrooms are filled with virtue signaling, but without any actual real virtue. But gosh, you know what they say, everything old is new again. Like those 1960s bell bottoms. And then in the 90s, when I was growing up, bell bottoms were totally in. And then it went to skinny jeans. And now yesterday I saw that bell bottoms are back. (laughs) I'm like, yep, everything is old, is new again. And so it is also in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot, where you have such incredible sexual perversion everywhere you look and people are just completely have given their minds over to total depravity. But you know, Jesus... Said that in the end times, that days will be like Noah's days, where people were living their lives for their own pleasure. And the Bible says that they will be continuing to party and live it up even until the day that the Son of Man returns, the same as in Noah's day, even until the day when they entered the ark, life was going on like. People were living for their own pleasure. I'm trying my best, you guys, to warn people to sound the alarm and not just non-believers. I'm trying to warn believers into getting your life straightened out and headed in the direction of the king of kings, headed to be led by the good shepherd who's leading the way. And the days of Noah, those days are coming. Some would say that they are upon us and that we are living in the days of Noah. I would say that we're not there yet, that we're getting close, though. My dad, before he died, he used to say that in the days of Noah, hearts were so hard that, you know, it took Noah a long time to build that ark. You know, it was like 127 or 120-ish, give or take years. That is a long time. And Noah warned people every day for 120 plus years without a single convert. People mocked him and ridiculed him and mocked their family. But but ain't nobody on board that boat, humans, except for Noah and his family. Not a single convert, not a single person repented and turned from their wicked ways. Hearts are not that hard yet, you guys. Hearts are hard, for sure. I saw a video that made me cry, and it was uh, a TikTok video of, um, I, I, I believe it was in San Francisco or maybe Berkeley, but don't quote me on where it was, on the West Coast, though. And it had a group of people who were kicking a Bible back and forth as if it was a piece of trash. And the man picked it up and he said, what are you guys doing? Don't you know that this is a hate crime? And they were, they were speaking of the Bible like it was just garbage. And then he went into a porta potty and someone had stuffed a Bible into the outhouse toilet for people to go to the bathroom on. And the man began to cry. And I began to cry. People's hearts are super hard, you guys, but they are not yet as hard as in the days of Noah. Because not a single person, not one, were saved, except for Noah and his family. But people are still getting saved every day. And I am hoping and praying that before the end comes, there is a great revival, you guys. And like Noah, many of us are speaking out. And we are hoping that those who hear get on the ark. And by the way, that ark is repentance and putting your faith and trust in Jesus. Last week, we saw Roe overturned, and subsequently, a lot of states are stopping the unnecessary killing of children. And then this week, the Georgia Guidestones were taken down. These crazy stones have been in place since the 70s, and they've baffled many conspiracy theorists. Like, who placed them? Why were they placed? Who has maintained them all these years? Who wrote them? <laughs> I mean, whose commandments are these and written in all these languages and, and uh you know the entire world uh, wide languages were, were on these these commandments were written on these stones in every language of the world. Those Georgia guidestones are weird and they're a total mystery. I mean, some have called them Satan's commandments or the Antichrist's commandments because They were like a Ten Commandments, but worldly, and they call for a world depopulation down to a global population no more than 500 million, which sounds awfully familiar to the likes of Billy Gates of Hell, that's what I call him, Bill Gates, and, and Soros and the head of Pfizer and a bunch more at the World Economic Forum who are calling for the culling of the world's population. I mean, they literally say it from their mouths. People don't believe it. And there's video after video after video of all these people saying these, these, you know, people who've put themselves in power, um, saying that they want to reduce the world's population. (laughs) Yet people are still continuing to take health advice from Bill Gates. Listen to me. If somebody wants you dead and wants to cull the population, don't take health advice from them. Really simple. Because they are not out for your best interest. I promise you that. I mean, Prince Philip, who is married to the Queen of England, he recently died. But man, I feel like that guy's been mostly dead all day. But anyway, Prince Philip is in video on having an interview. And he says that he wanted global depopulation so much that he hoped that when he died, he would come back as a plague so he could kill people. Uh, Yeah. What? What? I mean, yeah, okay, yes, that evil dude, he really did say that. No wonder that they are fighting so hard for you to be able to kill your baby. And they're trying to convince us and brainwash us into believing that we have that right, that yes, women, it's your right, how dare they take away your right and women are like, you're right, it is my right to kill my baby. And they're like, guess what, you know, if you don't have the right to kill your baby, then a bunch of women are going to die. Oh, that's right. It's women's rights. It's women's rights to kill her baby. That's right. Stop it. Stop. Stop. For in the name of Jesus, stop. I was brainwashed by it too. Open your eyes, you guys. Wake up. Yikes. I'm going to say something really controversial right here, but listen up. You guys, you cannot be a follower of Jesus and be for abortion. Just like you can't be a follower of Jesus and be for pro-sexual immorality or be an advocate of any type of sin. Unfortunately, we're seeing many Christians who proclaim to be believers, and they may even have been believers, but they're clearly backsliding because you cannot be a follower of Yeshua. You cannot look into the face of Yahweh and be against who He is and call yourself one of His followers. 1 Timothy 4 verses 1 and 2 says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith, and they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. Don't follow the world, you guys. Those lemmings are headed straight for destruction. It isn't popular to stand for truth. It never has been. But hold the line. Stand for truth stand for the Lord. Don't let your mind be twisted. Speaking of holding the line in the face of adversity, last week's podcast, you guys, it was banned from Apple podcast platform. Yes, that's right. It ended up on Spotify and iHeart Radio and Google and, you know, all the other places our podcast was, but Apple refused to run the podcast. I mean, heck, as as I'm recording this podcast, who knows if this one will even be approved. I don't even know if you guys are be able to listen to this. All right, can you hear me out there? Check one, two. My mic sounds nice. Check one. <laughs> can can you hear me out there? If you can hear me, share this podcast, you guys. Try and break their algorithm because they're trying to stop the voice of truth from reaching people. And it doesn't matter, you guys. It doesn't matter if they try and silence me. They, it doesn't matter because I don't do this for my own glory. One of my modern day heroes that I look up to is Justice Clarence Thomas. The adversity, the lies against him, the racism, the coercion, death threats that he received. I mean, we're talking real racism. We're not talking, you know, this made up craziness that they have put out there to divide. We're talking about real lies, real racism that went against this man who stood up and has changed the course of history for people of color. He's, he is a modern-day hero, this man, Clarence Thomas. Yet despite all that he would, death threats, I mean, this man received death threats. They th- tried to throw some, you know, horrendous life-destroying lies after him, but he stood. He stood his ground. He held the line. And in his own words, listen to his response when he was asked, do you still want to be a justice on the Supreme Court? Basically, after everything that that has been thrown against you, do you you still want to go forward with this? Listen to his response. I would not be scared. I don't like bullies. I've never run from bullies. I never cry uncle and I'm not going to cry uncle today, whether I want to be on the Supreme Court or not. God bless you, Justice Thomas. He is a true baddie, you guys. He is a warrior. Showing up to the battlefield, even in the face of evil, bullies, cancel culture, you guys keep showing up. Like I said, I don't record this podcast for my glory. I record it for the glory of God and for the good of people. And the encouragement that I have for you today is to know, my friends, that God wins. We are seeing encouraging events like the overturning of Roe and the guidestones being toppled. You guys, these are physical manifestations of a battle won in the spiritual realm. We are at war and ultimately, you guys, the victory is and will be won by the Almighty God. Dude, I met some super neat people this last week who are missionaries and they're missionaries in some of the most deadly and rough areas for Christians in the world, where they have to smuggle Bibles over mountains, where it ain't 2,000 mules trying to steal an election, they're using mules to bring the Bible, the Word of God, the precious Word of God to people. I won't say where they serve, what area they serve, because it's dangerous to put that information out there, but I can say that it's in the Middle East. And they were sharing some of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit that they see on a regular basis, the healings, people's lives being totally forever, amazingly changed. You guys, God is real. The Yahweh of the Bible is God, and He wins. The Bible is true. And these people's lives, these areas... They are the fastest growing and the absolute largest areas of the world where people are giving their lives to Christ. The United States, we're seeing people leaving the church and leaving faith in record numbers. People are becoming like the days of Noah, hardened hearts, minds completely blanked out. People who were believers standing instead of standing on the word of God, standing for the world. But alternately, in other places on this planet, people are falling on their knees before the King of Kings, and that is absolutely incredible. God is on the move, you guys. Take heart. Know that we serve the Almighty God. And like I talked about in last week's episode, know who you are taking a stand for. And if you're taking a stand for the King of Kings, then plant your feet and be unmovable. And until next week, you guys stay in prayer and in the word of God and hold the line. I love you guys. Peace. Hey, friends, this is Sarah Grace. I want to share a cause that's close to my heart. You've heard me mention my dear friend, Bo. She's the one we walk together in those races. Well, it's time for me to walk alongside her. Her husband, our dear friend Willie, is fighting an epic battle with cancer. There are some new special treatments that could really help, but the cost? Well, it's a challenge, and we know that nothing is too great for our God. If you feel led to share the love of Christ in this way, would you consider donating Go to givesendgo.com forward slash Willie's life. We would be eternally grateful. Thank you.